All right, I have to ask you guys a question tonight, and I need some help. And even though you have masks on, hopefully I'll be able to hear most of your answers. So a lot of new phrases and words have come into our vocabulary since the last time we were together, right? Things that you had probably never heard before the middle of March now have become commonplace. Many of these phrases and words probably cause you to roll your eyes and say, if I never hear that phrase ever again, that would be just fine. So help me out. What are some of the phrases that you've learned over the last six months? Alicia? Flatten the curve. Flattening the curve, right? We all know what that means now, right? We got to get all the cases down to a certain level. Micah? Okay, what was that? I don't know that one. Okay. All right, yeah. Okay. All right, go ahead. Unprecedented times. unprecedented times, right? We live in unprecedented times. Yes, as if nobody's ever had troubles ever before in the world, right? Okay, anything else? <laughs> I hope this message finds you well and that you're safer at home, right? Yeah. How about these two? Synchronous and asynchronous, right? Anybody sick of those two words yet? Uh, yep, I'm right there with you, right? I mean, even the word pandemic, I, I mean, how many times have you heard that word and just said, oh, I just don't want to ever hear that word again if I don't have to, right? Yeah, there's a lot. And one of the ones that, I have to be honest, I, I really hesitated whether I should pick this as the theme for our fall worship services because I'm tired of hearing it. A new normal. The new normal, right? Have you heard that phrase, right? That we're living now in the new normal. But what I want to do in the course of our fall semester, God willing, is put a new twist on that. Put a, a biblical twist on this idea of the new normal. You guys are experiencing a new normal. Most of you started school today, right? First day of school. And it was a little bit different than any other first day of school you've probably ever experienced. I'm going to guess, this is a guess, but that most of the classrooms on campus looked well, if not the desks probably, but maybe looked a little bit like that, right? Desks are empty because instead you're finding a quiet place in the corner of your dorm room or somewhere in a house, somewhere where you can watch your classes virtually and then take your tests and quizzes in the same way. You know what? It's easy, isn't it? It's easy to think about this new normal and worry, worry that it's going to be the normal forever and that maybe we'll never go back to regular classes and, and I, I'm not up here to make any promises to you because I have no idea when things are going to change or what they're going to look like. But I do know who's in control and that's kind of what I want to talk about tonight and really through the course of the semester that God hasn't forgotten. He hasn't forgotten where you are, what you're going through, what classes are like, what challenges you're facing and he has a different new normal for you that makes us rejoice every single day. I want to do this, our talk tonight on the basis of this passage from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. So we think about these words from the Apostle Paul tonight. I guess we first have to identify when he talks about us being a new creation and sets up this old versus new thing, what exactly is he talking about? When he tells us that the old is gone, and the new is here. What's the old that is gone? What's the old that he's referring to and talking about? Maybe it's not as clear in the passage that's before us. We just took one verse, but the rest of the Bible tells us 
the old that we want to be rid of. And the old that we want to be rid of comes up in King David's words in Psalm 51 when he says this, Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Or think about these words from Romans chapter 8 where the Apostle Paul writes this, The sinful mind, what we are by nature, is hostile to God. It hates God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. There's a part of you and a part of me that we sometimes refer to as the old self or the sinful nature, a part of us that really can't see beyond myself and what I want and what I need. And there's only one way to change that. There's only one way to move from the old to the new. And the Apostle Paul's words tell us exactly how. Through Christ. Through faith in Jesus, we are new. We are new in Christ by faith. And that newness in Christ, that new creation that God has made us, means that there's a new person that lives inside of us. Yes, that old self is still there fighting, fighting to get the upper hand, but through Christ, you have a newness, a new person that's in you. And here's what's awesome about that. As you think about that battle that goes inside, on inside of you between the old self and the new self, that new self finds strength in Christ alone, as we just sang. And when that new self, through faith in Christ, is getting the upper hand, that's when we recognize, first of all, what Christ has done for us. We recognize the blessings that we have because Jesus has paid for all of our sins. And when we recognize that, that leads to the proper reaction, even when troubles and trials come into our lives. That reaction is based on the status that God has given to you and me through Christ. The status of forgiven people, his own children, and heirs of eternal life. And then that leads us to respond. Instead of frustration and anger and worry and anxiety, we can see God's good hand in everything that happens. That's what the Apostle Paul says that you are. You are a new creation. Spiritually, that is our new normal. We are connected to Christ through his word, connected to him through his death and resurrection. But if we're honest with ourselves tonight, I think we all have to kind of admit that we sometimes love the old a little bit more than we would care to admit. We, we love the old because the old is enjoyable, it gives pleasure, and that's where we need to come back again to the cross of Christ because that's where we find forgiveness. And it's in that forgiveness in Christ that we can then look for the good, even in situations that seem less than desirable. It's a huge blessing that you and I have as children of God. That when everybody else sees panic and fear and worry, we can see God's purpose. Because God says that he is working for good in all things to those, for those who love him. This semester, what I want to do as we talk about this new normal is take a look at the book of Daniel. And I'm not sure how much you remember about the book of Daniel from the Old Testament. You probably remember at least that Daniel was in the lion's den, right? But do you remember this? That as a teenager, as a young person, Daniel was taken forcibly from his homeland and taken to live the whole rest of his life, really, he lived away from his homeland in Babylon. He was forced to live a new normal. And it wasn't just Daniel, it was some of Daniel's friends who went with him too. And as we take a look at the story of Daniel, I want you to see how Daniel made the best of his new normal. And he made the best of that new normal knowing that because his God reigned, 
your God reigns, we have no worries. We have no worries in this life because everything that we do, everything that we are is in the hands of our Heavenly Father who rules all things. And then Daniel knew one other thing. God gave him the ability to look ahead. He gave him the ability to see visions. And in Daniel's visions, what he actually saw was a new life. A new life forever. A new forever in the joy of eternity that God was going to provide through the Messiah that you and I know has come. It's that same promise that Peter was thinking of when he wrote these words in his second epistle. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. No matter what happens in this life, that's what we look forward to. Something beautiful, something new, something so great that even the best day on earth doesn't compare to what we will experience in the joy of heaven. Tonight, just a couple of quick takeaways for you from this new creation that God has made you and me. Number one, challenges to our faith remind us that we are a new creation in Jesus. That's what God uses challenges to do. Instead of looking down or getting down, God wants us to look up. To look up and see our Savior who already took our place and who has given us the gift of, the forg of forgiveness of sins and then, of course, life with him. And that's number two. Every day, no matter what we face, whatever new normal we face in this life, God has promised you something to look ahead to. We look ahead to our home forever in heaven. Maybe you've been asking, your question, asking yourself a question as we walk through this. Well, how can God see me as a new creation when there are still days and times and, and moments during my day that, that I, I don't really prove myself to be a new creation? I won't put any sins on you today, but I can tell you there were several times today where my patience was maybe not what I wanted to be, where I got frustrated by something that I was doing, where I worried again about what's going to happen to all of our students and what's going to happen on campus and how is this whole COVID thing going to work out. I try to catch myself when I, when I have those thoughts and remind myself that it's all in God's hands and everything's good. But God still sees you and he sees me in spite of our sins as a new creation. How can that be? Well, I love this little picture. This, this is how God sees us, right? He sees, first of all, he knows that there's sin in our hearts. It's not like God is unaware of the sin that we have. But look at what's happened in the second picture. That sin has been paid for on the cross by Jesus. In a very real way, when Christ died on the cross, we died too. Our sins were crucified with Jesus on that cross. And then Jesus left his tomb empty and in a very real way, you rose with Jesus when he rose from the dead. God guarantees you that your sins are gone forever because Jesus left that tomb empty. And now you stand before God righteous and holy because you are clothed in the righteousness of Christ, in the holiness that Jesus alone gives. So the next time you hear that phrase, the new normal, it's okay if you roll your eyes, I don't care. But maybe just let your, let your thoughts go to the new normal that Christ has given you, the new life that you have in Christ and the forever that will be new that you will experience with him in heaven. Let that put a smile on your face and rejoice because your Savior has promised you that you are a new creation. Amen. I'm going to try this. We'll see how we do. If our, anybody have any prayer requests tonight that they would like to pray for? Obviously, I'll pray for the semester and safety for all of our students, but anything else on your hearts and minds tonight that you'd like to pray for? 
If you'd, if you'd like, one of the ways that we can handle this is in the future, if you have a prayer that you'd like me to pray and you don't want to raise your hand in front of everybody, you can just tell me before or put it on a little piece of paper maybe and hand it to me, and then I will include it in the prayers for the evening. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for an opportunity to gather together as brothers and sisters in the faith. The new creation that you have made us is truly something, Lord, that we can smile about, rejoice about, and just cherish every single day. No matter what we face in the semester ahead, Lord, we know that you have made us new and that you have called us to a new heaven, a place of righteousness forever with you. Fill us with that joy, Lord, so that we can face the ups and downs of this life with the confidence that you give us that you will never leave us or forsake us. We pray for our students as the semester has kicked off. We pray, Lord, that you continue to guide and bless them. Give them the wisdom that they need so that all of their classes, whether they are in person or online, go well. Move them forward on their course of study, Lord, and remind them that, that their futures are in your hands. We pray all these things in the name of our Savior, Jesus. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.